Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They're very talented. Their pitching staff is probably as good as anyone in the league. Their numbers are great. They have three really talented starters with big arms, pro guys. They're going to pitch in professional baseball probably for a long time. Got a good bullpen, good mix out there. And, you know, they've got four or five starters out and got back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're solid. So they're like every team in the league. They're, uh, they're just really good. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday. So many things going on in the sports world today. It's hard to keep up with. We know with uh, Razorback basketball and the portal combat that they're going through and some of the additions there, Razorback baseball taking care of business as well on Tuesday, but not so much last night, but they got a big one against Tennessee this weekend. Can't forget about the Razorback football spring game. Yes, that is still a thing, and it is still happening. And with spring practice, not only comes development and not always comes uh, some seeing some new faces, but also recruiting and transfer portal season for them as well. And there's no better person than to talk all things Razorback football than our guy Danny West from Hogsports.com, who joins us now on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And Mr. West, it's been a long time, man, but we always appreciate you coming on with us. How you doing? John, I'm doing well, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, we, we love having you on, man. And I know this is a, a busy time of year for you, and uh, we'll get into some specific players and everything, but I'll just start with so far in this spring practice and then the transfer portal, and we know they got a big pickup yesterday, but how do you feel like Sam Pittman and the, the staff and especially the new coaches have all handled getting some of the, the new guys in and trying to address some of the needs that they have. Yeah, I'll start with that. Um, I can't say enough good things about the new defensive staff, to be honest with you. I mean, I've never covered a, a staff that has gotten off to this fast of a start on the defensive side of the ball. You know, this is a program that, you think about it, in the last four classes they've signed 23 four-stars, and 20 of those were on the offensive side. And now you look up, they've already started with three defensive commitments, four-star guys. It's pretty impressive. Some of the guys they've had on campus now, you know, they're not going to get all of the five stars that we talk about and write about on Hog Sports. That's just not likely to happen, right? But, man, they've had about eight five stars in here for visitors, uh, several four stars, and and most of them have been on the defensive side. So it's been cool to kind of sit back and, and watch it unfold. I've really been impressed with Marcus Woodson. To be honest with you, he's, um, you know, I haven't seen in my 13, 14 years Arkansas ever attack the state of Mississippi the way they have recently, you know. So they've already pulled two four stars out of there. It's really uncommon and, and probably have a realistic shot for a third in Braylon Burnside. He's a four star athlete. We're going to call him a, a wide receiver. He was in here earlier this week, I want to say Tuesday, and had a lot of really good things to say. So, taking a long way around your question there, but I've been really impressed, uh, especially with the defensive side. And, uh, you know, you mentioned incoming transfers. They got a, a big pickup in Tank Booker yesterday, and um, I think that's a huge addition for him. He came on strong last year at Maryland. And, um, you know, I always, John, anytime there's an incoming transfer, what I like to do is go back a few weeks or however long the kid or man went into the transfer portal, and I try to read the comments of the team that he's leaving, right, from fan comments, because they'll tell you the truth about how they feel about losing a guy. 
And the thing that jumps out is, man, Maryland seemed a little bit salty about losing this one when he went into the portal. So that's typically a good sign that he's probably a pretty good player. Had a really quiet first few years there. He's going to be a a fifth-year guy. But last year he came on strong, man. 27 tackles, 17 solo. I think he had five, five five-and-a-half tackles for loss, a couple of sacks. And um, Arkansas needed a guy. You know, they're, I'm not going to say they're in a bad spot at defensive tackle, but it's gotten a little bit worrisome. And uh, uh, Tank Booker feels a really big need, probably going to be a two-deep guy, potential starter. And then, of course, uh, uh, you're still in the mix for a couple of others, too. So wouldn't shock me if they try to get at least one more interior defensive lineman. With so much focus on that defensive side of the ball, what are the biggest needs or areas on offense, or is that something that's yet to be determined? Yeah, Joe, good to hear from you, by the way. But tight end, um, you know, another group that I'm just not sure they're they're where they need to be yet, especially with Dan Enos coming in, wanting to run a lot more uh, two and three tight end sets. I'm just not sure they have the bodies or the talent, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that's probably going to be another position that they attack starting Saturday when that transfer window opens. Wouldn't shock me at all if they if they go after a tight end. Um, nothing, you know, nothing against the guys they've got on campus. They've got some really good young players. Luke has. We've talked about. I'm sure everybody has, but. Um, uh, no pun. Everybody has. But, uh, yeah, then you've got Shamar Easter coming in. And, of course, a uh, couple of veteran guys on campus. Ty Washington is a guy that I really like. But, man, I just feel like if you could go out and find a guy that's maybe got two years of eligibility left, he's already played a couple of years, a bigger guy, you know, I think, man, they could really use somebody like that. So, offensively, I think they're just about done except, um, you know, tight end and, uh, Lord knows if a, if a really, really good offensive tackle or somebody was out there, it's hard for Sam Pittman to turn down a quality offensive lineman. But uh, tight end would be where I'd be focused right now. Well, and Danny, it just for because uh, the portal is still so confusing to so many people, what's the process like in the spring as far as when it's open, when it's closed, when people can jump in, when they can contact it? Just how's that process work in football? Sure, it's a really good question because I think it confuses a lot of people, myself included, trying to keep up with all the new terminology. But uh, basically, John, if you've already graduated, which we'll use Tank Booker here as a perfect example, he was able to go into the portal when he did, which I think was late March, because he's already graduated. So if you're a grad transfer, you can go in anytime and still be eligible to play this upcoming season. Now, if you're like a redshirt freshman or whatever, you need to go in in those windows. There was a 45-day window started in December, ran through about mid-January. And then, of course, we have a 15-day window opening on Saturday. So that will run through the end of the month. And those guys, if they go in, you know, inside that window, they'll be able to play uh, immediately this fall. How do those numbers with the transfers count against the scholarship limit? Because there was talk about possibly changing that or extending it, or it did happen for a certain amount of time because of COVID, but now that we're kind of moving more away from that, how how is that all factoring in now? Well, basically, your limit is 85 regardless. So as long as you hit that 85, which I think Arkansas is still seven short, uh, you know, here we are mid-April, still talking about potentially six, seven more transfers coming in starting, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks here. That's a really high number by this time of year. So, And it could be more. You know, you could lose a guy here or there. Sam Pittman talked about it earlier this week. He's not expecting a, a huge exodus out of here at the end of spring ball, and I don't think so either. I think they feel much better about where things are going. But you still do have more than a handful of, um, of scholarships to to uh, fill. And, and like I said, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks coming up here. But uh, defensive tackle, again, you got Tank Booker, but they had a guy in here over last weekend, Trill Carter, uh, D'Angelo Carter. He goes by Trill. Uh, transfer from Minnesota. Still one to keep an eye on. I know he still wants to visit Texas and Ohio State, Louisville maybe. Already visited Brett Bielema in uh, Illinois. But I think D-tackle, probably one more uh, linebacker, man, if you can find another linebacker like Antonio Greer, you know, he doesn't have to be Drew Sanders, but I think they could probably use an experienced guy there. And then uh, in the back end, probably a safety or two is what I would be gunning for there. And 
if you've got one or two left over, maybe that's when you start getting into the best available, you know, conversations. We mentioned tight end. Obviously, I think they need one there. But uh, like I said, if there's an offensive lineman out there, they've we've seen them over the last few weeks at spring practice, rotating a lot of guys. I think they feel good about their depth. But of course, spring ball is the time to get it right and figure out who plays what the best. But man, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see, you know, maybe one more interior offensive lineman if they could get their hands on, you know, the right one. You don't just take one just to take one. But um, a lot of position groups there. I'm not even sure what the heck you asked me about. <laughs> just, uh, just about the scholarships. The and it wasn't necessarily about the limit, the 85, but um, more so the the number that you can bring in each season. That kind of got extended at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. So basically, the easiest way I can tell you is whatever you lose, you can gain back via the portal. So if you lose 20 guys and uh, you know outgoing transfers, basically you can fill all 20 of those spots just to try to make it uh, simple. Speaking with Danny West of com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Danny, you brought up a player I wanted to ask you about because I've been hearing great things. And, uh, you know, of course, with the linebacker position, it's always so important. But Antonio Greer seems like he is a guy that's not only really doing well in spring, but when he's talked to the media, he seems just so excited. And he's, and he's very passionate, very energized, which is something you love to see. But uh, what can you tell us about Greer and the type of linebacker that maybe he can be for Arkansas this year? Yeah, really, really experienced guy. I want to say he's played in 48 career games. You know, he's a stocky guy, not huge. He's not one of these 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guys that you've seen Arkansas sign over the last few years. Uh, but, you know, I think he's 6'1", 230, something like that. But uh, 238 career tackles. I want to say he's he's already uh, you know, played four years there. So, I mean, a guy that's been around the block, he's one that stepped right in, and immediately everybody thinks it makes sense that he should be a starter, and rightfully so. Uh, that group in particular, I think we all feel the same way about Pooh Paul. You know, he's going to be a stud, in my opinion. Uh, but outside of that, man, there's a lot of question marks. I liked how Jordan Crook came on in that bowl game, was kind of thrown in there into the fire a little bit and responded. But Manny Powell, same deal, super talented, but he's had injuries, you know. So outside of those four, man, it really drops off in terms of experience. So that's probably another reason I'd probably uh, try to go out and find at least one more. But I think there's value. Um, you know, Chris Paul may be a redshirt sophomore or whatever he's been. He hadn't been around here too long, but he's a guy I think they view as kind of a leader. You know, following in the footsteps of guys like Hayden and and uh, Grant Morgan, Bumper, all those guys. So I think they feel good about those two in particular, the starters. Feel really good about the prog- progression of guys like Crook and Powell. But, man, if you could add one more with experience, uh, that's probably best-case scenario. Because you get into the season, man, one of those guys goes down, uh, you know, knock on wood. But, man, that could get uh, that could get hairy really quickly. What's been some of the highlights from spring practice so far? Yeah, you know, from everything I've seen and, and heard, uh, which I kind of rely on Trey Biddy, he's he's doing most of the spring practice coverage for us, he and Andrew Ellis. But uh, it seems like Jacoby Criswell has really been a theme for him. Um, you know, you think about that room, Joe, it just seems like the depth, the health of the depth, that that situation is so much better than it was at this time last year when you had K.J. and then uh, only one other scholarship quarterback in Malik, who at the time was spending most of his time at wide receiver. Ed, man, it, you don't see that a lot. You know, SEC team go through a full season with only two scholarship guys. Take nothing away from Cade Fortin and uh, Renfro. But, man, I thought that was a little bit sketchy last year, and we saw what happened, of course, when K.J. went down a couple of times. It, it got it got tough on them. So I think Criswell really steps uh, stands out in terms of a guy that can make you feel better about a lot of things. Uh, defensive end seems to be a, a positive for them so far this spring. And then cornerback, man, they've, they've kind of hit the reset button back there, and rightfully so, uh, you know. Not going to take any personal shots at anybody on last year's team, but that gum—that's pretty rough. So <laughs> I think it was time to hit the reset button and 
who could argue with what they brought in? I think they're really excited about Snacks Johnson, Lorando Johnson, the uh, transfer from Baylor. Then, of course, you go out and, and sneak in a five-star, former five-star, and Jaheim Singletary, who's going to join them this summer. You add a guy like uh, Jalen Braxton, a four-star recruit in last year's class. Man, that, that shapes up pretty nicely for you, especially when you already return guys like Quincy and uh, uh, Moody, some of those guys, as well as uh, Bishop coming back from injury, of course. So, Danny, I, I know they're still trying to finalize the rosters. You mentioned they're still looking at some other guys, trying to add some depth. But just where they stand right now, do you believe that overall the roster is improved from what it was a season ago? Because we know there was a lot of big transfers that came in. People were excited about whether it's Drew Sanders, Jaden Hazelwood, those guys. But uh, I just, how do you feel at this point in time? Does the roster compare overall where it was last year at this time? Yeah, I think two out of the three biggest concerns, I would say yes. I would say depth at quarterback, which we just talked about. I think that's a lot healthier uh, this time around. Um, defensive tackle would be another question mark that we all probably uh, circled going into the uh, off season here. I'm not sure they're done yet. I think Tank Booker's really good, but I think he's probably just a start. Uh, you got to get Tory and Carter back, and I mean, I'm sorry, you got Tory and Carter back. You got to get Cam Ball and keep him healthy. Man, it's pretty low on numbers on the interior spots there. So that one's still up in the air for me. Although Booker definitely helps the situation, but then cornerback and uh, wide receiver, I think they knocked it out of the park. I don't see how they could have possibly came away with anything better than they did at, at those two spots. And you know, that's a good sign. So. Uh, to answer your question, I think they've uh, they've addressed most of the needs so far. But uh, like I talked about, defensive tackle, I'd like one more, and then tight end, I'd um, you know I'm not going to uh, bang on them too bad. But man, it just seems like they could use use a guy, potentially a starter. At this point for the spring game, is there anything that you really look forward to as the spring game comes along? Yeah, um, you know, you want to see everybody healthy. I'd love to uh, get a better look at some of those wideouts. You know, Tyrone Broden, of course, he missed some time earlier in the spring with injury. Andrew Armstrong and uh, Isaac Tesla seems to be really impressive so far. So I want to see that on, on full display Saturday. The running back room we talk about all the time, but um, it's kind of a... You get past Rocket Sanders, man. You look up, you still got A.J. Green, you got DeBinion. Dominique Johnson's not even out there yet, you know, and now you're you're going to be adding Isaiah um, Augustave out of Florida, another four-star. So looking forward to seeing that really deep running back group again. And then some of the um, uh, position switches on the offensive line, not drastic switches, but, you know, some of the rotation stuff they've gone, uh, gone through so far this spring. I'd love to see what they what they roll out there with first on Saturday. So you, you've heard from Sam Pittman. You got to go to a few of those practices there, too. It, it, what do you think Pittman is? He, it seems like he always kind of gives away a little bit of what he really likes or what he's really been after or what he's really been impressed with. What do, you, what do you feel like from hearing from Sam Pittman is something that he's been pretty happy and excited about this spring? Probably those corners, uh, honestly. Uh, I could talk all day about them, but, man, you just think of the mess they were in at that, at that particular position, man, uh, in terms of depth. You had a lot of outgoing transfers. You've dealt with injuries here and there. I mean, it is what it is. You look up last year, and their best cornerback ended up being a true freshman who made the switch over from wide receiver with about four games left. That tells you everything there is to know. So they needed a, a complete rehaul there. Not total rehaul, but pretty close. And uh, I think they hit all the right buttons there. Uh, it seems to me Coach Pittman's really, really high on Johnson in particular. He mentions him just about every day, it seems like, after practice. So probably cornerback, and I think he's been surprised. Um, don't want to speak for him, but I think he's been pleasantly surprised by the defensive ends that he's got. You know, uh, uh, Jeff Coat and John Morgan coming in off the edge over there. Uh, you bring back guys like Zach Williams, uh, Jashad Stewart, some of those guys. Man, they're grown men now. It seems like just yesterday they were freshmen, but you look up and they're all huge and, and really physical guys. So probably those two uh, in particular. Danny, were they in a worse situation at corner or safety, or do you look at the defensive backs and kind of lump them all in together? 
Yeah, it seemed like everybody across the board last year was pretty was pretty rough. So, uh, you know, more than anything, Joe, we could sit here and talk about coverage all day and whose fault it was, but man, a lot of it just came down to open field tackles. You know what? I mean, you can a 15 yard gain. If you give one up, who cares? You know, it's football nowadays. People are going to move up and down the field. It seems like, but man, so many missed tackles. So that's that's been an emphasis so far this spring, and a lot of that came from the safety spot. So. I like Al Walcott, uh, the transfer from Baylor. But like I said, man, I think they could probably use two more at least, maybe a, a true safety, some, uh, maybe a hybrid who can sneak down to the nickel spot. I think they're, um, uh, think they're still interested and, and see that as a priority. So cornerback has moved, in my opinion, above safety. Uh, they've filled their needs there. It would shock me if they, if they still feel a need for a true corner. But, um, yeah, safety... Man, they've got to attack that, in my opinion. Well, Danny, uh, before we let you get out of here, I just want your thoughts. We've talked about it, and I'm sure you've discussed it, too. We've heard coaches talk about spring games and wanting to change it up a little bit differently as far as you know, maybe going with uh, in-state opponents that are scrimmaging. I know Hugh Freeze was one of those big proponents, but uh, what are your thoughts on the spring game itself? Should it maybe go towards something like that, or what type of adjustments would you like to see made to the spring game itself? Hey, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, I think anything to mix it up, it just is, it feels so stale nowadays. You know, I remember 20 years ago, it, it felt like a big event. You know, if you were from where I'm from, going up to Fayetteville for the weekend to uh, see Fan Day and maybe get an autograph or something, make a whole event out of it. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not knocking them. They're, they're going to throw a big, uh, whatever they're calling it this weekend. Everybody's going to have a really good time, but just feels so, um, stale a little bit the game itself everybody has a different scoring system not a huge fan of that i would i would much prefer a practice game yeah i think uh, everybody's got their own thoughts on it but either way it's happening this weekend spring game right there in fayetteville it's uh, going to be a good one hopefully the weather holds off too it's nice. pig weekend yeah. happy woo pig weekend to you Dan. yeah, yeah woo pig weekend yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. it's a big one on fayetteville <laughs> banny we appreciate it man have a great one I appreciate it. Thank you all. Uh, it's Danny West of Hogsports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. It's always good to catch up with Danny. and Always. Uh, talking about uh, as we, the Woo Pig Weekend. Goodness. Well, whatever it takes. There are about alliterations up there at the U of A, apparently. <laughs> Woo Pig Weekend, Tea with Tara, all that it's stuff. It's all about marketing. Whatever works. Whatever works. We're going to take a break and come back with more Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd's has live and cooked Louisiana crawfish. Place your order by 4 p.m. Thursday for weekend boils. Floyd'sMeatAndSeafood.com. Sports Center. In the NBA play-in last night, the Bulls advanced past the Raptors 109-105 as Toronto shot an abysmal 18 of 36 from the free throw line. The Bulls will face the Heat tomorrow. Winner of that game earns the eighth seed and will face the Bucks in the first round. In the West, the Thunder beat the Pelicans 123-118 behind Shea Gilgis-Alexander's 32 points. Josh Giddy chipped in 31 points, 9 rebounds, and 10 assists. And Lou Dort had 27 points. OKC is the youngest team in the league and the second youngest team in NBA history behind only last year's Oklahoma City team. They'll face the Timberwolves tomorrow. The winner of that game earns the eighth seed and will face the Nuggets in the first round. And in Major League Baseball, the Rays keep winning as they beat the Red Sox 9-7 to improve to 12-0 on the season. They'll tie an MLB record if they can win again today. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. Take it back to the heyday of Motown Sound with the Four Tops, live on the Oakland stage Friday, August 25th at 7 p.m. Sing along with your favorite top 40 hits like I Can't Help Myself. Reach out, I'll be there. And 
Ain't no woman like the one I've got. The Four Tops live at Oaklawn Friday, August 25th. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around Central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates, it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Bubba Carpenter joins Justin and Wes in the zone every week this baseball season, presented by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Johnston's Home Center, if they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. He's lost his footing. Pena took it away from him. Joseph with the steal. Gives it to Black. Hogs with numbers ahead to Council for a throwdown. Council with the dunk. Pinion with the steal. On 1037 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online curbside or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Get great drink specials at Twin Peaks during happy hour from 2 to 7. You can get dollar off liquor and uh, draft brews. And also with apps, 2 4 and $6. And Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out, wall-to-wall TVs to catch all the sports action. Tomorrow, the play-in games and final playoff spots will be determined when the Bulls take on the Heat, Thunder take on the Timberwolves. So Twin Peaks is the perfect place to get to to watch those games and enjoy some good food and drinks. But also, the playoffs. They start on Saturday, so they go throughout the weekend. So great NBA action. There's going to be combat sports. It's Twin Peaks, the place to watch it all happen. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And if you want in on the conversation, it's a very simple thing to do, folks. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. And I know uh, we're going to talk some uh, Razorback baseball with Tyler Spoon in the third hour. So uh, really looking forward to catching up with him. Uh, I did see a funny little meme, I guess uh, you could call it that way. But uh, there was this uh, person who was talking about the way that Eric Musselman was getting after it in the portal. That uh, it was a screen. It looked like a screenshot of somebody putting out on like Apple Notes. Like first, I'd like to thank my followers. I'm entering into the portal and all that. And, like has that, but at the very top, it has uh, like the iPhone look of Eric Musselman calling him. And you know, it almost is this like, you know, this as soon as you see a call from Eric Musselman, he's like, right, got to type up my note. And I'm entering into the portal. <laughs> it's kind of how people were doing it. But uh, uh, that's nice. Yeah. So I, I was like, I got a kick out of that, which it certainly seems to be the case. I know. Uh, and we talked with Michael Bratton yesterday. He talked about uh, Lane Kiffin being the uh, portal king, and he said Sam Pittman does a great job of it too, which, you know, we can leave that up to debate. But with uh, when it comes to college basketball, certainly seems like Eric Musselman, uh, the importer, as jo- John Ron- the Rothstein calls him, 
certainly seems like he is always, all, whatever he does, however he's recruiting, I don't know if it's simply just, hey, saying come here and I can make your game better, if it's just, hey, uh, you know, we, if you come in here, this is what our plans will be for you, whatever it is, it, every single year it never ceases to amaze me the way that he's able to get some of the top-tier transfers uh, to not only consider Arkansas but to end up coming to Arkansas as well. So. As for Record Life and Feedback, HogFan73 asked about Austin Reeves. How much free agent attention do you think Austin Reeves will receive this season? Do you think the Lakers will re-sign him? Love to uh, follow our in-state guys in the league. Um, so, yeah, for Austin Reeves, he is going to get plenty of attention, and he should get a deal in the area of making about 15 mil a year. 15 mil a year is great money. It is low by NBA standards if you think about the top guys getting paid, but it is great money if he's making around 15 mil a year. But he's played great and uh, earned every bit of that and really taken advantage of his opportunity because he's now starting for the Lakers. See, and that was, of course, you know, Austin Reeves, uh, and his story is a cool one just coming from Arkansas and the way that he came up. But just any time that you can play – professionally in basketball whether it's overseas or G League or whatever it is is it's just it's a it's an honor and it's a treat uh, to get to that point but when you're talking about him not only playing in the NBA but playing on the Lakers and which we know about the history that they have and playing alongside arguably the greatest player of all time is LeBron James and a lot of other all-stars too and finding minutes and being able to to work his way through it uh, to me that's just a, a just an absolute credit to not only his skill set but also the the hard work and that he's put in to where you know, he wasn't somebody that was just this five-star player, you know, one-and-done player that just got he, he had to work extremely hard to get where he's at, and now that he's at there where not only he's playing but will have an opportunity to make a lot of money doing it, that's something that's so many. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of uh, basketball players out there would just love to have that opportunity. He's another one of those great shot makers that he makes the abnormal shots look normal. And um, he, when you saw him play in high school, you saw flashes of that, knew that – he definitely had a game that would take him a long way, but he's just continued to get better as uh, as he's played, and it's just a credit to him for putting in that work and becoming a better player. Also, Asher Record Life and Feedback, Ricardo says, do you think Neil S. Saracen will take prop bets on who leaves after each portal commitment? Not sure about that, but something to look into are the double R prop bets. So Randy Rainwater puts together some great prop bets that they feature on Bet Saracen app, and those are ones that you can always hit on because uh, they they make them to the point where they're fairly easy to hit. Yeah, and he's uh, had some uh, some big winners on some of those parlays and some of those specials that the the double R has been putting in there too. So yeah, that's that's what's fun. I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past anybody when it comes to the portals and stuff. You know, I don't know if it's happening now, but the way that it's been going, and if it keeps going this way, you may start to see times where prop bets. Uh, on Bet Saracen and, and places like that will be saying, all right, well, uh, this player at this school, you know, he may not be happy. So here's our odds on whether or not he stays at that school or not, you know, or odds on what school he ends up going to. You know, you put the, those odds out there. So, I mean, anytime that you can figure out something to bet on will be some way that they can, you know, try to make money and obviously make it a lot more interesting. But that's something I could totally see happening especially with the Wild West that it is when it comes to those prop bets, too. It'd be something great to, to be able to wager on if it gets to that point. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, first Arkansas Bang and Trust text line. Jeez, uh, okay, Boyd. Uh, <laughs> Boyd's over here saying that uh, all those leaving from Arkansas, where's the money to pay back the scholarship funds that were wasted on the players? Well, I think that uh, I think that Arkansas is making plenty of money on those players, so I think the scholarships were taken, taken care of. Coach T says, isn't Bayfall coming to Arkansas? Yes, he is coming to Arkansas. He is officially signed and will be on campus next year. And then from the 501 says, is Malik Monk considered a bust, Joe? No, no, he's not. He's played well this year. He scored 45 in a game coming off the bench. So um, Sacramento Kings, they're the three seed overall in the West, and he's been a big part of what they've been doing. Listen, I would love if that's a bust, I'd love to be a bust. No, that would be great for me. Like if I had that type of career, just being in the NBA and playing and and making money doing it, uh, yeah, sign me up for that all day long. Also, some uh, he, he averaged 14 points a game this year, 14 and and four assists. So yeah, he's and coming off the bench. That ain't a bust. That is not a bust. Uh, also, speaking of uh, NBA and ESPN, just tweeted this out. It says after leading his team back to to the NBA playoffs for the first time since 2006, Mike Brown has been voted the national. 
Basketball Coaches Association Coach of the Year. Well deserved. Yeah, I still can't believe that. And I'm not saying that I've been following the Kings and they don't have any talent and the fact that they were able to to be successful this year was so crazy. It's just more like the Sacramento Kings. They just haven't been relevant in so long. It seemed like they were just a, a dead franchise of you know players getting drafted there and, and never hearing from them again and whatnot. But uh, whatever they did, they put it together and not only made it into the playoffs, but was a number three seed in the Western Conference. To get to that point, you've you got to give a lot of props and credit to Mike Brown. It's a guy that's been in the NBA and jumped around to different jobs. All over the place. I guess th- this is his third time to lead a th- third team to lead to the playoffs. Different team. I mean, you, you got to give it up to him. And uh, let's see if he can continue it on and build upon this. But they've had a phenomenal year, and uh, it's great to see him get awarded for that. Also, in talking about that contract that Austin Reeves could possibly get in free agency, let's remember last season Malik Monk and Austin Reeves both played on the Lakers together, and uh, Malik got a new contract to go to the Kings. He signed a two-year, $19 million contract, so he's making roughly 10 mil a year, and um, he signed through next season. I think I could probably live off of that, and I could, I could probably um, find a way to make that money work. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Anytime the in-state kids are just former Razorbacks or just former kids that went to the schools around here, too, people like to keep up with them and uh, you know, see the successes that they're having. Because there's been a lot of players, you know, we, we, we think about going way back, and Talk about journeys, and if it's one-and-done players, you always feel like you have to be those next-level talented guys. But think about you know like the whole story with Scottie Pippen, an Arkansas guy who uh, had such an impact in the NBA. Or uh, you know Derek Fisher coming you know, from here locally at Little Rock and then going to the NBA and having all the success that he's had. You know Everybody's journey is different, and that's what makes it so cool, especially in the state of Arkansas, because it feels like there's always been a lot of those stories for people from people from the state of Arkansas where... They may not have had the, the, all the scholarship offers or maybe didn't get looked at in the same way, but once they got to that level, not only did they get to the level, but they excelled at that level. And, uh, you know, maybe Austin Reeves, the way that he's going and playing out, maybe he can be another great example of that, of getting to that next level and playing really great and making a lot of money and winning some championships to go along <laughs> with it, too. That'd be it, nice. It still all goes back to putting in the work, and, and those guys are great examples of that. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So uh, I know that uh, we're going to have your Razor Hog update uh, coming up on the other side of the break, we'll have a chance to hear from uh, Dave Van Horn from last night's game. Not very happy, but also Anthony Black, as, uh, of course, he made his announcement uh, yesterday during the show on NBA Today on, on ESPN and put out a, a great statement. And uh, it seems, certainly seems like he's going to be uh, taking that next step. And I, mean, just, I was looking at mock drafts yesterday about Anthony Black, and it's pretty incredible how I know everyone has their own opinion and you don't really know how it's going to go down, but uh, I was. I wouldn't say I was shocked, but I certainly was pretty excited the fact that almost all of them that I looked at, at least the most, uh, the majority of them that I looked at, he was high up in the mix. And, you know, I saw one as high as uh, number four. Uh, I saw some that were pretty consistent in the top ten, and some people had them outside of that too. But uh, it, it's pretty incredible to see just, you know, with that and him making that decision, he's going to be the highest, he has potential to be the highest draft pick in the NBA since, man, I, I mean, I don't even know. Uh, I don't think Arkansas had a top ten NBA pick since, you know, the 90s, maybe? Something like that. It's been a long time, but uh, he, he has potential to be the first one or at least the highest one taken uh, in a long time at Arkansas, too. He has all the tools that a point guard needs, and then he has great size, the size that is uh, something that's out of the norm for point guards. So that only makes him a more versatile player and makes him more attractive to NBA teams and scouts because they like the size that he has, and then... He has that typical point guard game. Now, of course, he's going to continue to become a better shooter, which will only make him a better overall player. Well, I just looked it up real quick to see uh, how many Razorbacks have been taken in the top 10 picks in the NBA in their history. The last one to be taken top 10 was Todd Day. Todd Day was taken number 8th overall by the Milwaukee Bucks. You're talking about 1992, about 30 years ago, uh, over 30 years ago, what that would be. Before that, and just look, listen to some of these names, because you're talking about also company that Anthony Black will be in. Joe Klein is also taken in the first round, number six overall, our guy, our guy Joe. Alvin Robertson, number seven overall. And before that, a guy named Sidney Moncrief. And before that, also at that time, Ron Brewer. And that's it. So that long, would be a lo- great list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long list of great players there. Yeah. So if Anthony Black, again, I you don't know. Things can change. You never know how it's going to go. He's going to be excited no matter what it is, but... If he gets drafted top 10, that's pretty rare company, especially uh, here at Arkansas. We are up against it. We're coming back with your Razor Hog update. Get some audio for you there, too. Talk a little football, basketball, and baseball, and keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. 
Arkansans are left without a vehicle to trade, which means no sales tax credit to take advantage of. Because of this, Guatney Chevrolet will be paying the sales tax on all vehicles sold this month, whether new or pre-owned. And if you lost your vehicle in Pulaski, Cross, or Lone Oak County, Guatney will apply an extra $1,000 rebate to your new Chevy. We're here to help. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Hey, folks. Wild Bill with Motorsports Authority right here in beautiful Hot Springs. Plus, our location in Russellville, folks. I got Magic Mark sitting here beside me. You've been buying a lot of cars. The best inventory mark in a long, long time. That's right, Bill. We've looked in every nook and cranny, and we've got the best inventory we've ever had. And don't forget, we buy cars. Come shop with us where your income tax return will go further at any one of our locations located in Hot Springs and in Russellville. And as always, you can visit us online at msastore.com. It's Justin Aker for Serta Pro, my go-to painter. I've used him for so many projects in a few of my homes over the years, and I've got a new project I'm about to get them to work on. It's an outdoor deck. Stain it, seal it, make it look great and protective for the future. Make an investment in your future by getting Serta Pro to paint the outside of your home and improve that curb appeal. If you're thinking about selling or just want to have a nicer place to come home to every day, Serta Pro can help with all of it. They'll help you with paint selection if you need it. They're going to clean up afterwards. You're going to be thrilled. Each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. They live in your community. You can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Roger Scott here. You guys know how much I love the great outdoors. I mean, I am the naked gardener after all, and there's nothing that I love more than my very own lawn and being outside. But let's be honest, when the mosquitoes attack, it can be a real buzzkill. However, a monthly mosquito barrier from my friends at Sanders Ground Essentials can keep those skeeters away, which keeps my deck party going. Call them today at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Sanders Ground Essentials. Let's get growing. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class, respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates, it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This Friday, join 1037 The Buzz at Oakland Racing Casino Resort. Morning Mayhem and The Zone will be on location, broadcasting live from the Mainline Sports Bar with a preview of the $1 million Apple Blossom Handicap running Saturday. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball way up in the air, way deep right field. Get out of here. Brady Slavens with a go-ahead home run. That ball could have seeded the clouds if there were any above Ballwalker Stadium. Second home run of the season. The Hogs have the lead in the fourth inning. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. We're going to have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Looking forward to talking a little bit about some of the things going on with uh, baseball, football, basketball, and all that. I wanted to play this clip, though, before we got into it. It kind of leads us right into parts of the Razor Hog update. But it was something I saw this morning on social media where on Sirius XM Radio, uh, Dave Van Horn was able to uh, go on college sports uh, Sirius there with uh, a few of the guys from ESPN and uh, talk with them about the upcoming game against Tennessee or at least a series and knowing about the beefs and everything, which we've heard and we've had it discussed and everything between DVH and Tony Vitello. But I love the way that Dave really just went into this. So if people think that there's some you know, ill will or some, uh, some heated hatred between these two guys... If you didn't, if you thought it was that way, now just wait until you hear this because I think it may change a lot of people's minds. It's going to come up now every time you play Tennessee. How do you describe your relationship with your former assistant Tony Vitella? We saw kind of tempers flare a little bit a couple years back. Like, what is that relationship now? Uh, I just laugh at everybody. I just so Tony and I hung out together in Nashville after ten o'clock at night, hanging out eating, drinking, whatever you want to call it. So we're good. But if fans want to blow it up, I mean, Tony and I took a couple of funny little pictures together like we were in a boxing match or strangling (laughs) each other, you know, just kind of goofing around. Like, hopefully those don't pop up this weekend, but we're fine. Um, Now, (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) We had really what, what kind of what went on the first part is we're hey it's all about recruiting man you gotta you know you could be a really good coach but you better have some good players you're not going to win so uh you know we made a call to a kid that had verbally committed to them that was around our area because we didn't see him because of covid and i guess he held that in for a year and uh you know then i got to tell him about a kid that we had committed that all of a sudden decommits when tony gets a job at tennessee two weeks later that's kind of how it started. So he got me, I got back at him, then we went and had a glass of red wine. Okay, so we're good. So I think that we've heard the explanations before, but to just kind of hear it more direct and kind of more in detail about it too, it, it truly is where it seems like Dave and, and Tony, they're still friends, still hanging out, still drinking and eating and having a good time and having a laugh about that little tiff that they had just a couple of years ago too. It'd be nice to see these pictures emerge somewhere. Yes. Oh man, put the, <laughs> put those in the museum if those ever get out. That would that would be awesome. But uh that, that again, I just like the fact that you know there's fans are going to hate t- certain teams and uh you know Tennessee was uh, public enemy number 1 last year in baseball because of they were really good and uh, also some of the antics. So it always gets fueled from that, but as far as when it comes to Dave Van Horn, when it comes to Tony Patello, there's nothing there and if to me if I'm like if there's no reason for Dave to have any ill will towards Tony, then fans should not have any ill will towards Tony fans aren't either. Let that go. I know they're not. They're going to hold on to it as I'm, long as they can. I know. I just wish there was just like a way you could convince people. But that's fine. I mean, it's not like it matters. You're going to do what you want to do. But I still believe, and people can disagree, I still believe Tony Vitello eventually is going to be the head coach of Arkansas when Dave Van Horn retires. That, that's what I believe. And I believe that when that does happen... There's going to be people that will remember that, and there'll be people that also will get over it because, hey, you say what you want about Tony. I know that uh, this year is not as good of a year as what they are having last year, but the dude knows how to build a program and how to win, and uh, he always speaks very highly at his time here at Arkansas. So I just think that might be something that fans need to maybe prepare for if that time does come. You may have to delete some tweets if you've been going after uh, Tony Vitell because he may be your head coach here soon, too. I hear about a lot of fans saying that they don't like the antics that Mm -hmm. he brings or that he allows the players to bring. Um, So there are people that have an issue with that. But, um, yeah, once again, you win, you get over that. Was it the daddy hats and the fur coats and all that stuff? Which, uh, you said, winning is all good. Because here's the thing, folks. I, I know this may sound pretty shocking. There are people out there that really hate Eric Musselman because of his antics. Exactly. But guess what? Here at Arkansas, we love the man as long as he keeps winning. So that's all that matters to us. There are actually some Razorback fans that don't care for the antics. I've seen that, too. seen that, too. But as long as you win, it can overcome that. But again, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Different ways to skin a cat. As long as you win, you can do whatever you want. So that being said, let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! Oh, 
by This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, Arkansas did not have a good showing last night against Little Rock and Baumwalker Stadium, losing 11-4, to and Dave Van Horn was none too pleased with his team's performance. Baseball, what a humbling game. You, you got to show up, and you got to play defense, and you got to throw strikes. And you know, yesterday Little Rock didn't do it. Today we didn't do. It. I mean, we we walked. I don't know. Probably walked nine, ten, somewhere in there. Hit a couple people. Made a couple uh, mental mistakes in the field. Come back or the man when the base is loaded. You got to know where you're going to throw the ball, and you have to be told in the middle of the play by a catcher and a bunch of the whole stadium. You get twisted. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, it was, there was a diving play in left field. You don't dive for that ball. Just let it drop. You know, cut a relay throw to, third, to, to home play that was going to be perfect. Uh, catcher didn't say anything. That means let it go. It all added up. Then you give credit to Weatherly. I mean, he's one of their top relievers. He just threw 105 pitches, six innings maybe, six or seven innings. He did a great job. You know, they, they played better than us. They, they deserve to beat us. Now Arkansas is going to have to try to regroup to take on Tennessee this weekend. So how do they do that? I think we're going to be fine there as far as refocusing. You know, I played a lot of people in the last two days, rested our starting catcher two days in a row, let him get healthy, shortstop the same way, let him build up a little bit of stamina. You know, we didn't throw a couple of our relievers that we could have thrown today. And uh, the league is is really good. It's really tough, and and the margin for error. And winning and losing is really small, so uh, I don't. I, I feel like that after we leave the field today, you know, because we discussed all the things we didn't do right and a few other things, and then the, the offense and the pitching are they're talking in their separate groups with their coaches, and then we're moving on. You, you got to learn from from the day you just had and 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 try to get better the next day. Wagner didn't play last night, and they're hoping to get him back this week, or at least that was the option. But what did Dave Van Horn have to say about his status? Say it's 50 50. You know, you got a little fracture in that little hairline, broken, whatever you want to call it. He uh, He's very tough. It's more of a, you know, it's not a clean break or anything. It's more of a hairline fracture, but very painful right now. But I think if anybody can handle the pain, it'd probably be him. I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll know more tomorrow, and I don't think it'll be uh, until. Uh, until Friday, I'll know if I'm going to ride him in the lineup. He's going to have to show me that he can play. So Arkansas will be taking on Tennessee starting tomorrow night. You can listen to the game right here on 103.7 The Buzz. It's going to be a 7 o'clock first pitch. So going to be a late one, but going to be a beautiful weekend in Fayetteville. And there's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We're going to take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Razorback Baseball as Tyler Spoon will be joining us. We'll get his thoughts and opinions on last night's game as well as the upcoming series against Tennessee. And we'll keep it moving on a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Is your Oaklawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn?